Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Welcome back. Just a quick reminder off the top, especially for those of you listening by radio. This reminder is about the free God is podcast. Let's say there is a holiday and you are out of your usual routine and you do not have the radio on at the time that God is airs. So you miss an episode or you are out of town for a meeting or to visit with friends and relatives, or maybe you're late leaving work and you do not make it to the car on time to hear the broadcast, but you really did want to hear it. No problem, my friend. Simply get online and visit GodIsMinistry.org. That's GodIsMinistry.org. And right in the center of the homepage are each day's podcasts. Press play and or download these to your phone automatically by hitting the subscribe to podcast link on the homepage. You can listen any place, anytime. And stay all caught up. If you missed what was said last time, Go to the website today and hear all the content on the podcast. If you ever have any questions about this, email me, mark at godisministry.org. I know that those of you listening via the podcast know this already, so I do appreciate your patience as I encourage radio listeners to do as you do. You join us this day at a good time. We are now ready to talk about marriage. Our current series is God and Our Culture. In this series, we take up four popular topics that often come up and are contentious between Bible-believing Christians and people who are not Christians, or people who claim to be Christian but do not take the Bible literally. Each of the four topics are important. They are the environment or the climate, climate change, evolution, that men and women evolved from ape-like creatures. Third is gender and sex. Are there only male and female? What about transgender? And finally, marriage. Thus far, we have looked at the environment and our responsibility to it, biological evolution, and gender and sex. So we are three-quarters of the way through. This is another reason why it's important to tell you about that podcast. Maybe you missed the first three quarters of the series and do want to hear it. You know what I'm going to say. Visit GodIsMinistry.org. We are invested in the Word of God, the Bible, to formulate our response to each of these. As a Christian, my convictions do not come out of nowhere or they do not merely parrot what someone else says. My convictions come from the Scripture. In conversation with others, I want to elevate the Bible as the source for why I believe what I believe and why they should believe it as well. I have built my convictions on the environment, on evolution, on gender and sex and marriage, all on God's Word, over and against the Word of men and women. I have been encouraging you to do the same. And here's the thing. Our foundation is God's Word. And in the foundational book of the Bible, Genesis, 
And in the foundational chapters of Genesis, Genesis 1, 2, and 3, we have the very answers we need for a godless yet hurting culture. If you have been with us, then you see how this works. In these three chapters, we have found ample content to counter rabid environmentalism and the corrupt so-called theory of evolution, as well as ungodly and anti-biblical definitions for gender and sex. We will do the same now, rooting our beliefs in the Bible with marriage. Of course, we will bring in other references, especially from the New Testament, but Genesis 1, 2, and 3 remains our foundational text. When it comes to marriage, what do we want to say about it? Even when I use the word marriage, it conjures up all sorts of ideas, thoughts, emotions, and even definitions. Ah, marriage. What a vast subject this is. I am very aware that I speak to a broad range of people each weekday. You come from all over America and the world, and from many different ethnicities and cultures. But we all belong to a society that has its own ways of defining marriage and being married. Many of you are married, or were married, or would like to be married. Some of you have never and will never be married, maybe of your choice, maybe not of your choice. And many of you are divorced. Some are divorced more than once, some remarried or remarried more than once. There are many happy and fulfilling marriages, and there are many unhappy and unfulfilling marriages. A lot of listeners to Christian radio and podcasts turn here for advice on their marriage, how to have a better marriage, how to love your spouse, how to deal with difficult partners, and associated topics are popular. Marriage and family. This is a whole discipline or focus within what eager listeners pursue on radio and online and in books, videos, seminars, and the like. Having pastored churches and done a lot of counseling in my life, I know well that marriage is something that a lot of Christians and people who are not at all Christians need help with. And I strongly encourage you to seek help, the right kind of help with your marriage. There are a plethora. I really like that word. It means many or an excessive amount. There are a plethora of resources available to you. If you would like counseling and assistance for your marriage, reach out to me and I will do my best to connect you to some trusted resources. The email is mark at godisministry.org and the mailing address is godis. P.O. Box 802, Winchester, Massachusetts, 01890. When you write, be as specific as you can about what you would like to address in marriage with your husband or wife. Our purpose in the next several days is not to give marriage counseling. Our purpose is to address what is going on in our culture regarding marriage and to find biblical application to what the broader culture is saying about marriage. And to further pinpoint our focus, we will be looking at what is called gay, and I put this next word in quotes, marriage. So-called gay marriage, what is this and what does the Bible say about it? 
when you and I are in conversation with someone who promotes gay marriage, what can we share with them? Lovingly, graciously, boldly, and truthfully from God's word about this. How can we show them that our perspective is based on God's word and we believe what we believe about marriage from the Bible? Let me see if by God's grace, I can help us with this. And the first stop for us has to be Genesis. Let's define marriage as God defines marriage. And to do this, give me a little time to develop this definition. I will read from a few verses to set the stage, and I begin in Genesis chapter 1, part of verses 26 through 28. If you have your Bible there, this will be easy to find. Genesis 1, beginning in verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Verse 27. God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, Male and female he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule it. As we have already talked about, here on day six of the creation, God made man and God made woman, and he made them in the image of God, according to God's likeness. Male and female, only two genders, And God gave them the mandate, the command to be fruitful and multiply. That is, to have sexual intercourse with one another in order to produce children and to subdue and rule the whole creation. And then in Genesis chapter 2, we have not a separate creation narrative, but rather this same creation of the man and the woman, but in much greater detail. Genesis 2 verse 7 says, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So, here is the first man. His name is Adam. And then, dropping down to verse 18, in Genesis chapter 2, God had Adam name the animals. And this was to show the first man how lonely he was because he did not have a helper suitable for him. Adam did not have anyone else like himself. And being human, he needed another human. Hence the creation of the first woman. Her name is Eve. I am reading Genesis 2, verses 18 through 23. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So now we have Adam and we have Eve. Then we have this. 
verses 24 and 25 of Genesis chapter 2. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Here is God's definition of marriage, this first marriage between Adam and Eve. And there will be more to say about this starting next time when you join us for God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.